Welcome. I'm Mandy, a former history teacher. And I'm Evita, a former mechanical engineer. We're both married with four kids, two two boys, boys, two two girls. girls. We're two young professionals turned stay-at-home moms, navigating all facets of homemaking one step at a time to help you become the mother and wife you are called to be. Welcome to our fourth episode, and this one is going to be related to money. So if you've been listening to our podcast and are following our baby steps path, you're getting laundry and dinner under control, you're working on entering into the right mind frame and discovering what cleaning, organizing advice works for you, the next area we're going to tackle is one that can definitely keep us up at night, and that is money. So money, obviously, we've heard before, can cause problems. In a Utah State University study um, done by Jeffrey Dew called Bank on It, Thrifty Couples Are the Happiest, he found out that financial woes are a major reason for marriage failures. And then couples with joint assets of $100,000 or more had smaller break-off percentages than couples who earned a lesser annual income. So it almost seems like the more money you had, the more problems in a marriage. So that was very interesting about it. Personally, whenever we have disagreed or deviated from goals, I've felt so much chaos, stress, and anxiety in my life. And whenever we made a plan and stuck to it, I've felt an immense amount of relief and stability when and when bad things happened, like, oh man, our furnace went out. It really didn't affect me as much um, as when we're not following that plan kind of to ask yourself this this might be a problem for you. Do you feel tempted to hide purchases from your spouse? I've been there. <laughs> Somehow you just feel guilty. Yeah, you just do. If you're not on the same page, even yeah. if it's not a big thing, it just it feels you it's not something you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Are you worried about your spouse's spending habits? So maybe you're not the spender, maybe your spouse is. Are you paying all your bills each month but have no goals or savings set up for the future? I know that was me. I kind of figured up. I'm like, hey, we're paying our bills. We're not in any strife. Right. We have plenty. Yeah. Until your washer, dishwasher, fridge, and everything all breaks at one time, which can happen and does. Do you have cushion room for emergencies like that? Are you feeling crushed under a mountain of debt? So maybe you're on the other edge of of, um, the money scale. Do you fight with your spouse about money or on different pages? And fighting includes not talking. So I think sometimes people think like, well, we never fight about money. But if you're purposely not talking about it. Silent treatment is not good. Yes. (laughs) Avoid at all costs. Yes. So if any of those are true for you, some were definitely for me. Listen on. In most cases, I think ladies are the biggest spenders in in their households because we're the ones typically getting groceries buying the cleaning supplies, making sure our kids have clothes. And there's a lot of the decision making where money goes that's coming down to us. Right. Um, So how can we make sure in the midst of making good, a good home for our family, that we're making decisions that are in line with our goals and plan and also working with our spouses as an equal partner, not just kind of taking it all over on yourself, figuring this all out on your own. So what we did was a budget challenge to kind of, really assess where the state of our, not just our finances, but our mindset about money was and really reflect on it and kind of come up a plan with our spouses, having them as equal partners involved in it. And it's an eight step process. And if you'd like to do it with us, we're currently in the midst of it still. You can again, email us at babystepshomemaking 
homemakers at gmail.com. And we will send you the handout for the budget challenge. And it's an eight step. You can do it in a month. It's super fun. Um, part of it involves meeting with your spouse in a very fun manner, going over your goals, like what you want to do with your life mm-hmm. in the next five years. It's actually kind of fun to think about right. what you'd like to do. I plan on retiring on a beach house now that I know <laughs> where our retirement money could be going. <laughs> so definitely something you're going to want to do if, if, if finances have been, I feel like they all are to some extent for everyone. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, you're two different people, you get married and you kind of have to figure stuff out together. You have a house, which has fi- maybe, which has finances that you haven't had to experience before. Mm-hmm. Kids, mm-hmm. which add expenses you haven't had to do before. So it's all a learning curve, kind of for everybody. Right, and I think because in today's society, well, not not speaking for everyone, but I guess for a lot of people that we know, and for the common American, we do have enough to to I don't know to meet our needs, you know, Mm -hmm. so we feel like, well, you know, there's no need to budget, you know, we're not overspending Well, you don't think you're overspending. And so everything kind of just seems like, oh, we'll be fine, you know, but I think that's when the problem arises when there isn't really a need to Mm -hmm. budget. Because, you know, you have more than enough. That's why I do think it is it is necessary and more crucial when you do have enough. Yeah. It was interesting with that study, the more money you made, the more disagreements you actually had, you would think it's the opposite. If you have more money, you have more cushion room. So why would you fight about it? It's again, it goes to the discipline thing that we were talking about the last episode. The more money you have, the less probably discipline you have with it. Mm -hmm. So, and it's not so much an income problem. If you're spending all you make, Mm -hmm. the more you make, the more you'll spend. And I've known people that have totally confirmed that's totally true. If you do not have money management, at eighty thousand a year, you will not have money management at two hundred thousand a year. Right. So it's really important to be open about reflecting because I think sometimes you can think I don't have a problem. My spouse and I don't fight that much. Right. But do you really? Are you prepared for any emergencies? I mean, the credit card is not mm-hmm. supposed to be your emergency backup plan <laughs> because it's not your money. It's yeah. someone else's, and you really have to view it that way. As you can't cover something and. I don't know. I feel like if you actually got to that point, it would feel incredibly humiliating. Like you can't buy a dishwasher. Yeah. Or are you, you know, you're in a position where you couldn't replace something in your house mm-hmm. at that point. And that's kind of not a very scary place to be. And we want peace and stability in our life. So money is part of that. As much as we don't like it, it's part of life. And we have to use it. <laughs> right. And credit cards give like the illusion of safety, right? Yeah. It's like, well, you know, on the off chance for some reason that I need $10,000 or or whatever your cre- credit limit is. I got a flee at the country. <laughs> exactly. So it creates an illusion of safety when in reality, it's just kind of like enslaving you to your debts because yeah. it's like, oh, you know, I think we're doing well. Oh, but did we check the credit card statement? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yes. where the rest of our money's going to go this month, you know? Yeah. It's so. super easy to mask purchases. Yep. And I think that's part of so where our reflections came in with this challenge is I really found out I was spending more than I thought. Mm-hmm. When you're really keeping track of every single dollar that goes out of your bank account, you really start to notice patterns mm-hmm. that were pretty masked before. So one thing I noticed is that most of my spending went towards clothes and things for the kids slash things for the house. Yeah. I would buy like ran like they weren't necessities. Like obviously some of them were, 
But a lot of them were things I thought would make my life easier. Like, oh, if I just had this, lunch would be easier with my kids. <laughs> and I thought about, okay, so one purchase I was contemplating was getting these silicone bands that you could get your kid's name on them okay. from like Etsy. And you put them on their drinks so you can tell whose is whose. <laughs> and I was like, I'm about to blow $30 of like my $50 kid budget yes. for this whole month. On little plastic bands that at most would save my husband five seconds of asking, like, whose cup is whose. <laughs> it's like, okay, maybe not. Maybe that won't make my life that much easier. You're like, but the font is cute. Yes. They look so, I'll look so organized yes. if I have these on my kids' cups. Exactly. So you really have to examine what you bought or what you want to buy and why. And for me, it was I was trying to fix my chaos with purchases. Like, ooh, if... I buy all my kids a personal immersion blender. They could make their own smoothies for <laughs> breakfast and I could just give them fruit and they could put it in it. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to use that like twice. And that sounds like a terrible Yeah. And then I was mess. like thinking about it. I was like, what am I thinking? They're not going to do that. It's going to be all over. And so I'm impulsive. So I really have to step back and be like, let me say this out loud to see if it sounds crazy. It usually does. And so it's, it's like the purchases were a band-aid of fixing a bigger problem. And they didn't bring me peace, by the way. That was a total facade because I would buy them and then I'd be stressed about going over a budget mm -hmm. and it, and I'd be adding more stuff to the house I had to take care of. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, oh, the goal is to get less stuff to have to be accounting for and, and caring for. So on both ends, they did not make my life more peaceful. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I learned from my from this budget challenge, I guess that we're still doing, is I like to spend on food and probably toys for my kids, whether it be, I guess I'll start with food. With food, I mean, I, I kind of, like I said in previous shows, I generally pick up the same ingredients to kind of rearrange them to mash up different meals. <laughs> but when I actually am in the store, not doing a drive-through pickup, I see, oh, you know, these chicken drumsticks are on sale or whatever. And so I tend to kind of overspend on things that are on sale and then they end up just sitting in my freezer. Like mm. I don't. I don't because really, you wouldn't reach for them. Yes. I don't, wouldn't reach for them. So right now my freezer is like jam packed of food that I never reach for because I don't know. It's either my family doesn't like it or yes. I don't really, I don't know. I don't gravitate yeah. towards those. And there's proteins. nothing wrong with sales, but when it's sales for something you're not actually going to use, but yes. just for like the thrill of, I got a good deal. Yeah. It's like, I got like a <laughs> bunch of chicken for five bucks. It's like, okay. Do you know how much chicken is right now? <laughs> I don't care if we don't eat drumsticks. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I guess it depends where you are in life. Yes. Um, for me, though, I noticed that I, I should probably just stick to buying what I know we're going to eat. That way mm -hmm. I don't have a freezer full and nothing to eat, like, yeah. you know, closet full. Nothing and then you're not order. overspending on food because you know exactly what you're, yes, you're getting. Yeah. And then, you know, back to the second part is spending on toys for my kids. Well, I, I feel like I'm kind of a sucker when I go to these To these stores and there's toys and uh, my kids are like, skip the toy aisle. Just one toy, please. And then they give you like these little puppy eyes and you're like, well, I want them to remember me like a generous mother. So sure. Just, just tack it on. Throw it in, you know, they're like, okay, but can we have two? And I'm like, oh, shoot, I said one, you know, anyhow. So it just goes on and on. And all of that is to that is kind of just for me to show them how much I love them. But that, but that definitely is not what it should be. I shouldn't 
toys shouldn't demonstrate my love, right? Yes. It should be quality time, me reading I'll books. give you a hug. I'll, I'll read you a book. Yes, yes, yes. Things that have no and, financial And you think about them. it too with toys. Yeah. They play with it for a day and, and it's nothing to them after that almost. I and I've had that happen too where I'm like, but they really want it. I know. And, and it's would, like they, they would, think they do. Yes, or they would spend hours on this. I know yeah, it. This yep. would buy me some free time. All the justifications you tell yourself. Yes, an educational An educational. I don't know. They just... never reach for educational ones. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So those are that's what I kind of realized I spend on. So. And also it helped me too think about teaching my own kids about money. When I say things to them like, no, sorry, honey, maybe for your birthday, right. that's not in our budget. Right. It's already teaching them that you don't give in to everything you want. Like prudence. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even at a young age, I'm obviously not showing them how to invest in the stock market right now or <laughs> what a Roth IRA is, but I can show them little things like that. I'm being very intentional with how we spend our money. Yeah. You know, like even the other day, my, my son asked for the cereal. And normally I'd say no, but it was on clearance because someone like must have dropped the box. It was all beat up. And I was like, Seema, we can get this because it's on sale. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yes. No, the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, that should have been our budget. Okay. Yep. So it's it's good for them to hear things like that and, and uh, a good training too. But the other thing I noticed I did is um, I spend money, especially on clothes, when I feel like a failure. It's like a coping for me. That it's like, at least I'll look nice and right. like I have it all together, even though I feel like this terrible mother. <laughs> um, and so it was really impulsive of like going on my phone and ordering online is a killer for me. I'll be like, oh my gosh, it's such a cute dress and I'd look really good in it. And I don't have anything that fits and I feel so grungy right now. So <laughs> just go ahead and get it. This will solve it. I'll figure out the money yeah. later. Yeah. Also, if you're on a budget, don't use that excuse on yourself. I'll figure out where it will come out of the budget later. You figure <laughs> it out now. And then the dress isn't walking away. It's on your phone. <laughs> and you the can... charge is yeah. there. Yes. You can go get it the next day. So now I know I give myself 24 hours before I make a purchase so I can really think about it. And I'm like, okay, am I being crazy with those silicone bands? Does it, does the $30 really worth it when it's like half my budget for, yeah. for kids things for the month? Yeah, it's all about perspective for sure. Yes. Yeah. So, and that's where my last thing I had reflected was all about perspective. I really started comparing myself to other people, the keeping up with the Joneses syndrome. It is so real yeah. and it is so hard to have an attitude of gratitude and be grateful for what you have. Oh, it is so easy to turn on HGTV, see a beautiful home and you're like, I liked what my home looked like until I saw that and that one looks better. I'm like, well, of course it looks better. They spent 200 grand on a bathroom remodel. <laughs> you know, like the, the, the yeah. bowls are made out of gold. Yes. <laughs> like, or like, gosh, the, the, those are tan curtains. It's like, I should have ordered white, you know? Yes. Or, I don't know. Just yep. Simple things like that. Yes. And um, so just being content with what you have, making do with what you have and not thinking that buying things is going to fix your life. And so um, for perspective, again, um, money is money no matter how you spend it. Like one vent, one venti vanilla latte could be two cartons of eggs nowadays, which it puts things <laughs> into perspective. Like, do you want is, omelets or do you want yes, a venti? What is more important, my coffee or feeding my children? So, okay, not that dramatic, but seriously, you do yeah. think you're like, okay, hmm. you have to compare it. Like, I, I remember one time being in awe when my husband said to me, 
So we were looking at buying something. And in my opinion, I was like, well, it's only like $600. That's not that much. And he was like, Mandy, my first car was $600. I was like, first of all, where did you buy a car for $600? And was it running? Yeah, let's let's make this about you. But secondly, I looked at his car and I was like, good point. Like, is that worth it? It's, it's it, you know. You need a reality check sometimes. Yes. And I feel like husbands are great at doing that. Yes. Wait, what? You know? You got to put it into the whole perspective and not just look at it as a one purchase, but how does it fit into your entire life? Right. And ratios are super helpful if you're a math person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that 90% of your budget you're about to blow? Is it worth that? Um, And really looking at it that way. Or how much of your salary would have to go towards buying something? Right. Talking about like math people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not me, but. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is good. Um, And you you can, you ultimately find out that things, things can wait. I mean, you don't have to buy things urgently. It is good though. Um. To set Except up- a heater that you might need to. <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> that you might need to in the winter in the Midwest. But other than that, other things can wait. Um, I think it is important to set a budget for yourself, like for your spending money. And I yes. know maybe Mandy will go into that in a little bit. But doing that really gives you like a guilt-free pass, I yes. guess you could say. To, to purchase whatever you want to If purchase. it's in the budget, you go get it. Exactly. And if it's not in the budget, then I guess you have to wait till next month when it is in the yes. budget, when you save up that money. Because yeah. I mean, it, it, there is something good about waiting. You have so much appreciation yes. for the thing. So yeah. I thought about this, you know, as kids, how like when your parents like make you save up for something yeah. and then you finally get it and it's like your most prized possession. Yeah. I feel like that even – you have that even as an adult. If you've really worked for something, mm-hmm. you are so proud of it. You're going to take mm-hmm. so much care of it and appreciate mm-hmm. it and have gratitude. I feel like that's where gratitude is lacking is when we just buy these things without any kind of toil behind them like or any thought about the work put into getting them. Mm-hmm. But when you really have to put work towards something, right now I'm saving for a vacuum and I guarantee that vacuum is going to have like the highest place in my house. <laughs> it is going to be so well taken care of <laughs> So well used when I get my hands on that You're thing. Like, I've been waiting months. I've for been that waiting thing. months. <laughs> and that's good. That's discipline. That's so just so what everyone needs all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and solves a lot of other problems. I've been selling stuff I don't need to get it. So mm. it's also like clearing clutter out of my home. So again, yes, it's just all that to that. What things do I really need around me? It totally, it totally works that way. Like you do decluttering, right? I'm like super big on like the minimal lifestyle and minimal mom. I don't know if you guys know minimal mom. Her name is like Dawn. Midwest. Yeah. She's in Minnesota. She's amazing. Um, one, one tip that she always says is, you know, sometimes as women, we feel like, like failures as a mom and our house is never like what we want it to look like. And so she kind of just says like, if you look at your house as and the things in it as like inventory as opposed to I don't know a reflection of who you are then it kind of gives you that pass like do I want to manage this you know plastic bottle that's sitting on the counter it's like no toss it (laughs) do I do you want to manage what's in your home if you don't let it go you'll feel much and think about if you moved tomorrow yeah what would you be really annoyed you had in your house that's helpful to me (laughs) yeah because I always get to that point I've moved two times now with kids and I'm to the point where I want to burn all my possessions by the end of it because I'm like, why? You're like, do what? I need any of yes, this? Yes, why do we have any of this? And so it's really helpful if you had to pack up and leave. Yes. What would you be so annoyed you had to manage? And right. did it really bring that much joy and peace 
and helpfulness right. to your life that it deserved a spot. And on the flip side, it's like, what would you want to take? Like, absolutely, I could not do without this. Yes. Everything else needs to go. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a good money saving tip, you know, kind of only determining what you really, really want and love and keeping that. Um, it's funny because the other day you sent me a, Mandy sent me an article on Marie Kondo. Yes. yes. How now that she has three kids, she's no longer like a minimalist yeah. or whatever. She's no longer as organized as she once was. Yes. She's surrendered to her own, you know, lifestyle as a mom, which is a lot to say because she made a fortune off her, you know, yeah, her the magic of tidying up or whatever her book is called. So, you know, don't feel like a failure. Uh, even the experts are kind of resigning themselves to yeah. defeat sometimes. And you know? I think sometimes in this world of modern progress, we're taught that things just keep getting better and better and better. Like history, mm-hmm. we're just better than the last age. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we have that view of like motherhood, we should be getting better and better and better. And then right. it looking like the staircase we're just ascending up. Mm-hmm. But in reality, we're going up and we're going down. Right. Like there's not just because you were super clean last week doesn't mean you're going to be super clean this week and now you're a failure and you're just never going to be able to do it. Like even when I've been doing our two by 10, I can tell you how many times I've dropped that. Like I have not been good at consistently doing it all the time, Right. but I know when I get stressed, what I need to go back to. And I think that's, what's important is knowing what you need to do to return back to, okay, let's keep going now, but don't expect it to be a straight climb up. And that you're never going to have any problems right. ever again once right. like, you do these things. Even even us as like super advocates of our famous rule, the two by ten. Um, I still don't like on the weekends. I tend to kind of relax that Same. a little bit. <laughs> oh, and then by Monday everything is full. Yes. But um, I well, remember it's like the work week, right? Yeah, Monday through Friday we're on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then you think you think the weekend is an actual weekend, yes. for you, but it's not. It's just another day. <laughs> Wait, the kids still want dinner. Yeah, I know. So um, so yeah, it it just because you know we we love and abide by this rule for the most part doesn't mean we don't drop the ball. So by don't by any means don't think that you know just because we're hosting this, that we are on it a hundred percent of the time. We totally have failures. Yeah. Ourselves. I mean, before Evita came, I literally did like a 10 minute cleanup and was like, kids, clean this up. Oh my gosh. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> so, you know, it happens. We, we were focused on other things today, running errands. So yes, yeah. So it's totally normal. So another important part of budgeting that we've mentioned a little bit uh, already is uh, being on the same page as your spouse. Um, I remember, because I feel like you can be surprised at their reactions or what they really feel about money because it's not, it's not always automatic how, like you knowing how they feel about certain things, right? Yeah. You kind of think like, oh, I know them as a person. I think they would generally be on this page or this is how they spend or this is what they think. But oftentimes it doesn't, it doesn't really, you don't really know until you ask them and they verbalize it, right? Men are, right. men, you, you have to get the words out of their mouth or else <laughs> you don't know, or you assume things that are not true. Um, so one thing that I was actually surprised about when I had this like budget meeting with my husband, because that's part of the challenge doing it with your spouse. When I asked him about like one of his top, you know, five goals, financial goals, he actually mentioned uh, putting in more money towards my retirement. And I was actually kind of shocked because I don't know, I guess I, I never thought that that would be a priority for him. Right? Yeah. And because I don't know. I just thought like, Oh, like upgrading to a house at some point or yeah. renovating this or whatever. I don't know. Goals like that. But 
So it made me realize that talking about, you know, your finances and goals and stuff can be really fruitful. And there's no setting where that randomly comes up unless you intentionally sit down and have it. It's not like you're eating dinner and you're like, honey, let's talk about our Roth IRAs. Or we're like exhausted from being with the kids and laying down. It's like, oh, honey, I'm going to put, I want to put more money in your what? No, 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 definitely. That's not what we're talking about. So it could just be fruitful in many ways. So I highly encourage it. You do realize like, I don't know, just just a lot of good things can happen. Mm-hmm. And the importance of when you do this challenge, you and your spouse have to commit together to do whatever you put together. Whatever plan you're putting in place and budget you're making, mm-hmm. you both have a say in it. And once you've done it, you have to commit to it. Um, when you don't, that's the stress part of, hey, honey, I said not to do that. And we went over budget, mm-hmm. but to really do that. So that would be important. Yeah. And I've actually found myself too, like discussing with my husband, like, yeah, we're all on board about budgeting and stuff. And then he says, oh, you know, there's this tool on sale. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, um, didn't we just say? Like, Is it in the budget? Yes. Wouldn't it be great if we waited for it till the next paycheck? You know? <laughs> so, so it really does kind of turn the table sometimes, which makes mm-hmm. you feel responsible. Like, yeah. okay, Yes, we women think that we're often the spenders, and we are. I would say for the most part, again, because they make the money, we're we're the ones who actually use it to, to like you know buy things. Run but, the household. Yes, but that doesn't mean we're like the most frivolous spenders, or we're the ones who spend. You know. Yes. Um, and I'm not not saying my husband husbands is. like to buy stuff too. I mean, it's not exactly. like they never want to buy anything. Exactly. We like clothes. They yes. like Tools. They so, do love tools. Uh, anyhow, that, that's kind of kind of <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> Important to be on the same page together so that you can both feel like you're fulfilling your goals together. Yeah. All right. So now it's time for our quote of the day and budget tip and product review. And our quote is from from St. <laughs> Therese. And it is, when one loves, one does not calculate. And this one's incredibly important as you begin this budget challenge journey with your spouse because it can be very easy to want to divide all tasks equally. You do this, I do that. You do this, I do that. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with trying to divvy up things, but to compare and say, well, hey, I have more of the spending, so this is harder on me. And when you get into that comparing mindset, it's just disaster for teamwork. So it's a great quote to keep in mind every time you get mad at your husband think when one loves, one does not calculate. (laughs) Very true. Um, So what I have today is the budget tip. And for my budget tip, I actually have a recipe. So I really, really love and enjoy going to Starbucks on the occasional time. (laughs) In fact, like every Sunday, you know, sometimes (laughs) we don't go every Sunday, but every Sunday we drive by it and I think... It'd be Man, nice to have a do you hot just stop by and get a venti. You know? <laughs> and sometimes my husband says yes. I would say honestly, nine out of times, he's like, sure, why not? Do you have money on the Starbucks card? I'm like, yes. He's like, what? You still do? I'm like, it's somehow magically just keeps getting <laughs> like, you know. I may uh, keep loading it on. There. Yes, <laughs> it's just magically loaded. <laughs> I've had $50 in it. Yeah. Um, no, so my budget tip is a um I really like their uh, sweet cream, so I kind of I kind of made a my own version. And basically, it's uh, one cup heavy cream. I use about three tablespoons of sugar, half a teaspoon of vanilla extract, and I just put that all in a bowl and use my hand mixer, um, or you can use your KitchenAid, whatever you have. And you whip it for two to three minutes, and it gives it this nice, smooth texture that 
I love, and basically I love my coffee almost white. I love it like with the heavy cream and the half and half and the milk, whatever. It just tastes good. And so, I don't know, isn't that what the stores do anyway? So, yeah, no, that like, they creamers really are so expensive, even if you buy a creamer. Mm -hmm. So to make your own is really... Yes, and it doesn't have that like artificial flavor. So anyhow, nice. I'm all about it. I feel like you guys and everyone would love it. And my product review is a labor-saving device that I really love in my house, and it's the Instapot, and I use this a lot. Um, I know some people who get them get really afraid of them because they think, ooh, pressure cooker. It is not like the one of old. It's plugs in. It's safe. Um, and it's not as futzy as people like to think. Like They're like, well, you have to make the exact recipe and have the exact water ratio, and it's actually totally untrue. I take so many recipes that you would cook in a stock pot or a crock pot or even pasta. I make pasta in my Instapot. And as long as you follow the basic rules, right? Noodles are submerged. You brown the meat before you put it in, all of that kind of thing. You can almost put any recipe in an Instapot. You can even put frozen chicken breast in an Instapot if you forgot to do your two by 10. So I highly recommend it. If it's not in your budget, do not go buy it. That would be a bad way to start your budget challenge. But they are on sale on Facebook Marketplace a lot because, like I said, people get them for their wedding, kind of like the KitchenAid, and they think they're going to use them all the time, and then they don't. So they say, like, oh, I've used them twice, and now I'm selling it. So go that route. Or um, at the thrift. You could probably get at the thrift. Store. Yeah. Yep. Any ones of those. And like I said, I've seen them as low as $20 on there. So they're quite affordable. <laughs> hey, Mandy here. Just wanted to give you a quick update. Instead of emailing us to get our budget challenge, we made it easier by having a Google Doc link on our description. So check it out there, and we hope you'll join us in our budget challenge. You got this, Mama. And don't forget, God walks among the pots and pans. See you next time.